TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mothership has connected. And you the man, the egg. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour supersonic soul train line. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Reno to Rochester, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo. We are on the air. They listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A. Everything. How we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. Good show lined up for you this morning. Coming your way a little bit later on in the program, Stephen Canella. He is the Sports Illustrated Editor-in-Chief. A lot of news about the death of journalism in sports as the Los Angeles Times and the New York Times cut back, scale back, disband their sports departments. A lot of questions surrounding what's the future of sports journalism. We'll talk to Stephen Canella, Sports Illustrated, editor-in-chief, coming up here on the show, hour number three. Also, we commence Mraz's final week here on the DA Show. Over the course of this week, five shows, there will be multiple moments of remember where you were when. We'll remember some of the craziest, most memorable moments, but also dig up some of the characters of the last ten and a half years here on the show with something we are talk we are calling the Moraz Chronicles. And so the Moraz Chronicles will come your way. Also, hour number three. This hour, sound check your best audio of the day. Also, in 40 minutes, a staple on Monday, inspiration in sports, a momentous Monday. We begin in the NFL, where DeAndre Hopkins was looking for a new home this offseason. Connected to a couple of teams, including the New England Patriots, but ultimately decided on the Tennessee Titans. The Titans... Signed him to a two-year deal. And now D-Hop, a.k.a. Nuke, ends up in Nashville alongside Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and or Malik Willis. What does Hopkins' decision to sign with the Titans tell us? It is where we begin. You're cold open. And the L.A. 34. Chargers showing blitz. 
They back off. Murray back the pass. Flag down. Pass over the middle. Caught at the 20 and a broken tackle. Hop is loose at the 10, at the 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown. He was one of those guys that I was going to reach out to because, like, I know he got the same mindset as me. Like, we trying to go win. We trying to get on the roster and trying to go contend. So if we can't end up on the same roster and be on the same team, you know, that'll be the beauty of the situation. You know, you, we, we know what we're trying to come do and what we bring to the team. So if we end up on the same roster, man, that'll be some epic. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. The voice you heard there was Dalvin Cook, who was talking about teaming up to play with DeAndre Hopkins. And before that was Dave Pash on Cardinals Radio, as DeAndre Hopkins just wrapped up three years in the desert. In his prime, DeAndre Hopkins was as good as it gets in the NFL. Six times in seven years, he caught for more than 1,000 yards. And in five of those years, he caught more than 100 passes. At his peak, 2017, 2018, 2019, in Houston, he was a 100-catch, 1,300 to 1,400-yard guy that was impossible in the red zone, too long, too rangy, too good with his ball skills, and he was a matchup nightmare for a lot of corners, defensive backs, and defensive coordinators. However, the last two years, Hopkins has only played in 10 games in 2021 and nine games this past season, has not cracked 1,000 yards. In fact, had 572 yards two years ago, this past season 700 yards, dealt with the suspension for performance-enhancing drugs, And DeAndre Hopkins is now 31 years old. And so when I look at this deal for Hopkins, I don't think this is about winning. I think this is about getting the bag. And I'm not going to blame him for doing so. He's 31 years old. He may not have another big contract in him. He's wrapping up his career in terms of being one of the best of his era. And this is probably the last time he gets a big contract. So he takes a two-year, $26 million deal that could be 32 million incentives. And my take is Hopkins looked to get paid before he wanted to win. I don't think there was a lot of suitors out there. There were some. But he opted for the money. I don't blame him there. I think the Titans overpaid. I'll be quite frank. I think they overpaid. And Hopkins saw what Odell got from Baltimore and wanted that deal. He wanted that cash. It didn't quite get there, but wanted money. And for the Titans, I mean, it's it's a run-heavy offense. Hopkins certainly will make that wide-receiving core better. He certainly will make the offense a little bit more diverse. And should make either Tannehill or Malik Willis's life a little easier. At the same time, if I was looking to rejuvenate my career, the Titans offense is not where I'm going if I'm a wide receiver. I'm sorry. You know, the Titans win a lot of ways, and they they should be right in the mix again this year in the AFC South. I think the Jaguars might be a tick ahead, 
but they're in the conversation in that division. It's not an eminently difficult division, obviously. The Colts are going through quite a transition at quarterback for themselves. We don't expect the Texans to be very good at all. So it's probably a two-man race, a two-horse race in the AFC South. Titans are in the mix. But look, if you want to win, that's really not the place to do it. If, if you've got offers in the AFC or in the NFC from real contenders. But number two, how frustrated are you going to be with Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis are throwing you footballs? I mean, let's be real here. Is Hopkins going there because he really believes in the quarterback or the offensive scheme? I think Mike Vrabel has a lot of respect around the NFL. I totally get if Hopkins likes Mike Vrabel, but you ain't going there to catch 100 yards or 100 yards per game. Catch 1,000 yards, that's not happening. So I think it's about getting paid. Again, I don't blame him for it, but I don't think it really moves the needle much in the AFC. And I think for DeAndre Hopkins' stats... It's another one of those, all right, I wouldn't expect a lot. 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. Astros and Angels yesterday and Sunday Night Baseball ends up being a great game as the Astros come back to win. Shohei goes yard, and it is just the perfect microcosm of the Shohei era with the Angels. The dude does spectacular things like hitting a home run to dead center field, giving the Angels a late lead. This is where they can step up or at least get them in the mix for the late lead. I think it it brought them to within a run, 9-8. And then at the end, it doesn't matter because the Angels lose. And it's got to be so disheartening if you're an Angels fan to just keep watching these incredible exploits by Shohei and they can just never turn the corner. And now the Angels enter the last week plus before the before the, the trade deadline and they're two games under 500. And with the Astros and Angels, you saw two very different franchises. One has found ways to lose. One has found ways to win. And I think from a from a standpoint of the Angels themselves, it makes sense to pull the trigger to trade him. That makes sense. Because I don't think you're competing for a wild card slot even when Mike Trout comes back. I don't know how you possibly have any faith that that's going to happen. At the same time, I'm sure that there's a terror inside those walls. If we let him go, we'll be known as the franchise that traded away one of the greatest players ever, perhaps. We traded away the modern Babe Ruth, and you just don't want that stain on your resume. And I think if you were just in a vacuum, crunching the numbers, talking about logistics, trading Shohei Otani absolutely is the practical decision. But the emotional one, because it doesn't happen in a vacuum, is much harder. And if Artie Moreno has designs on keeping Shohei Otani. I think he's really scared of trading him away now. Now, there's a very practical way that you can tell Shohei, hey, we trade you now for the stretch run. We bring back some prospects or Major League Baseball players. You re-sign with us in the offseason, and we have a better Angels team. But is that realistic? 
is it realistic to trade away Shohei and get some type of guarantee he's going to re-sign with you when the team that you trade him to is going to have a head start in re-signing him? I don't think so. We talked about this last week, that the right thing to do is trade him, but that ownership might not have the guts to do it. A lot to get to this morning here on the show. This week is perhaps your last great chance as listeners to interview for the upcoming executive producer slot. Last week, we did a host of interviews here on the show. Listeners called up. We asked you a series of questions. Some people shown. Some people might have kind of got lost in the shuffle. I think last week, if anybody really popped, it might be Dana Mechanicsburg. That might be where we saw the most, I don't know, the most pop. Because who else can possibly deliver laughs like that? Who else can possibly deliver moments, impersonations like that? Oh, yes. <laughs> and if you're going to come at the King this week, which means the open executive producer slot, You'll have to try to topple Dan and Mechanicsburg's laugh. <laughs> First and foremost. And Dan has alerted me that his three-year-old daughter laughs exactly like him. <laughs> so, again, going to be a tough resume to top. <laughs> but if Dan and Mechanicsburg, <laughs> with the Hanna-Barbera laugh, Hey, how's it going, dear? And a, <laughs> a, and a daughter that also laughs like that is is in the hopper. I think that's the bar you've got to step over. <laughs> but if you would like the chance, I'm I'm open to that. And <laughs> just note, just note that there's some pressure because the man that you will be replacing is now listening. He's going to answer the phones. He's going to put you on hold. Then you have to deliver in front of him. So don't get stage fright. 855-212-4227 or on Twitter, DA on CBS. When we come back, we've got sound check, your best audio of the day. DA, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right. Happy Monday, everybody. You can listen to us on hundreds of affiliates nationwide across the ever-expanding CBS Sports Radio Network and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. We begin... Sound check with Tyree Kill, Dolphins wide receiver on the It Needed to Be Said podcast. I will break 2,000 yards next year, bro. And all I'm going to say is 2,000 yards was on my bucket list to get, bro, before I leave this league. And y'all think the Cheetah going to leave without doing something he promised himself he going to do as a, as a jit? I got y'all, baby. 2,000 yards and another Super Bowl. We getting that. Believe that. <laughs> Believe that. Thank so- you. Two. Thank you. It needed to be said. <laughs> it needed to be said. Sorry, Tyreek. I jumped you there. 2,000 yards is actually a lot less impressive than the Dolphins winning the Super Bowl. Now with 17 games, 2,000 yards just means averaging 117 yards per game. Really good, but not impossible. In fact, Calvin Johnson hit 1960. I think 1964, in a 16-game schedule. So it's not impossible to hit 2,000 yards. In fact, it's going to happen at some point in time by some wide receiver with a 17-game schedule. The Dolphins winning their first Super Bowl since 1973, getting to their first Super Bowl since 1984, now that's something to write home about. If Tyree Kill is part of the team that wins the first Super Bowl for the Miami Dolphins since Don Shula, Larry Zonka, and Bob Greasy, now we're talking holy crap. But 2,000 yards? Nice. Not impossible. The Dolphins winning a Super Bowl feels impossible, although maybe not so much considering Tua staying healthy. That's the big key, but the Dolphins, when he was healthy, were very, very good last year. Here is CBS Sports Radio host Chris Moore. Apparently, Tony Pierno was handling headlines for Chris. Tony has been known as Anthony Pierno before here on CBS Sports Radio. He's handled headlines for a number of years for my show on Sundays, Sunday Morning Football. Always a great anchor here on the DA show, or I should say Sunday morning football, and across the CBS Sports Radio Network, here's Chris Moore. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the Open beginning on Thursday. I'm also excited about the Anthony Pierno update, because he's got lots of information for us. And I think it's his final one he gets to go home, which he likes. It's Tony. Get it right. You said Anthony. (laughs) Hey, I know your driver's license says Anthony. <laughs> you might go you might go get a pizza, Tony, but you are Anthony. Anthony. Yo, Anthony. Plus in New York I like Anthony. Like the rest of the country I like Tony. But in New York I like Anthony. The people Anthony's that owe me got, the people that owe me money, they call me Tony. That, do they? Yeah. Well that that's a small group. 
How about the people you owe money to? <laughs> <laughs> what do they call you? Hey, Moose Rocco, help the judge find his wallet. That's what we're looking at here. All right, Wall, hit the music. Let's go. Wow, and Kevin Wall was handling the, <laughs> the board. That's a threesome. <laughs> what do you crew. think gave me the audio? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how would we break this thing down here, Bogues? Well, I love the Pierno, um, like, alternate personality. That he's Anthony when he's cutting tape or producing, but he's Tony as an anchor. Like, I'm here for that. Two different people, same guy, <laughs> different names. No, he, oh. wants, he wants Tony on all fronts. I'm His sure. emails to me this morning say Anthony. So, that's that's still him to me. Well, can he change that, or is that a company email? I think you could change that. No, I think that- you can change your display name. No, no, no. But it comes through as I'm not going to give his email, his first name and last name. He's not. He can't change that. Or the or they give him probably a really hard time about changing that. So you think that Tony wants to be called Tony across all platforms? Yes, absolutely. Well, I, I mean, I'll, as an example, our boss. I'm assuming his given name is not Spike. His <laughs> right. emails come as Spike, so you can change it. But you can change it. <laughs> he did change it. He, it was originally his real name. Our Who? boss. Our boss. I mean... And he changed it. Can we acknowledge the difference between a boss and Pierno? That I mean, too. Okay, so are we saying that on the air, Tony's Tony, and off the air, he's Anthony? Or is no, he Tony that's Hall? what I'm saying. No, I think he meets women, he calls himself Tony. Okay, but in the workplace... Does he meet women? I guess I'm, I'm asking, is Chris more wrong in referencing him as Anthony there? Is that a major faux pas? It shouldn't be because for years he went by Anthony. But if you're look, if you're looking at transition out of names, I know something about dumping nicknames. You gotta go and you gotta tell people <laughs> what your new name is until they get it right. And it may come across as a jerk at times, but eventually people will get it. Yeah, go corporate. Okay, do we think that Tony is actually mad in that clip, or is he just playing along? I think he's he's, he's got a great poker face. He's annoyed. But then he quickly realized that as Chris Moore goes into doofy impersonation mode that you can't, like, how can you stay annoyed? And you're just like, oh, this doofus again. Here we go. I'm going to laugh at this. Well, my guess is they've done this before, maybe. It does feel like a rehearsed song and a little dance. Bit. Yeah, so there's like a tiny bit of annoyance that Chris keeps doing it. But my guess is it's mostly tongue-in-cheek. Pete, you were on caught on camera, and you did this kind of a, a swatting motion, like you were sick and tired of something about that clip. <laughs> you picked three things in that clip. <laughs> okay, okay, rank the things that you're most t- tired of in that clip. Well, the the, the, the the more bit off of the Tony thing, right? And then the, the Anthony thing, the thing, the ordering a pizza thing, and then the Tony tough guy thing. The, okay. the, oh, get my name right. Nah, I just Kevin Wall for the hell of it. <laughs> wall being there. <laughs> and Kevin Wall breathing. <laughs> Who scheduled Wall for that shift, by the way, Pete? I did. Okay. Me. That was my booking. It's me. Me. Finally, speaking of CBS Sports Radio, we float into the Jody Mack extravaganza from last night. And that was a good couple of years ago. He's not the receiver he once was, but he's pretty darn good, as a matter of fact. And I think he will help Tennessee. Actually get them into the playoffs? No, don't think so. 215-592, excuse me, 855-592-0. I get the number. 
I got callers on the line, so it doesn't really matter. You know the number you've already checked in. Bill from North Carolina is up on the CBS Sports Radio, right, Bill? Okay. I didn't book that. <laughs> None of those numbers are correct. Nope. Actually, none <laughs> of the numbers are correct. My bad. First, he starts off with a 215. Yeah. 215 uh, Excuse me. 855-592-0. Nope. No, no, no. No, no. Here's the thing, Jody. 215 is definitely a Philadelphia area code. Mm-hmm. So we're at WIP's phone number. Okay. That's a mistake. That's fine. Our phone number is, is 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. 592 uh, Excuse me, 855-592-0. Oh, no. no, 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 no. 215-592-0. No, 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 no. Excuse me, 855-592-0. Excuse me, 855-592-0. 592-0. 592-0. Excuse me, 855-592-0. So he realizes he's got the Philadelphia area code. That's IP. No, he does work for them distance okay we we jettison that then we got the 855 now we're on the right track but then he gets back into the wip number he gets back into the 592 right so it goes 215 592 nope it'd be 855 yes 592 no and he can't finish and like a true pro he goes bleep it you guys already know the number i get the number I got callers on the line, so it doesn't really matter. You know the number you've already checked in. That's amazing. And the best part is that Jody's been making a mistake like this for years because (laughs) he works at so many places. Odds are he did a show in Philly before doing the show (laughs) here yesterday. Odds are he was doing the show simultaneously. He just alternated between breaks. (laughs) (laughs) During breaks here at the network, he's actually on IP. (laughs) That's how much ad sales there are locally. He only has 20 minutes to cover, so four breaks are good. Don't say that out loud. They give him ideas. (laughs) Jody is the king of mixing up the phone numbers. And if I'm Jody... Knowing that I have to work at IP or I've got to work at the network or his three other or four other radio stations that he does shows for, every day I would print out in huge block letters where I'm doing the show and what the phone number is. Because he seems to make this mistake all the time. And I know for me, I'm paranoid when I have to do a show on, on the local side of things. I'm like, I can't screw up this phone number. I can't screw up this phone number. Put it in a big block type ahead of me. But Joey just, he just shoots from the hip. You got to appreciate that. He's just... 215 uh, oh. Excuse me. 855-592-0. 592-0. 592-0. 592-0. 592-0. 592-0. 592-0. 592-0. 592-0. 0 and there's a point where he gets the second 592 where he knows he's wrong, and he just kind of runs out of gas. I get the number. I got callers on the line, so it doesn't really matter. You know the number you've already checked in. Does it matter? <laughs> he goes, he goes, 215-592. No, that's wrong. 855-592. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, excuse me, 855-592. No. New game. If you get the number right, I'll let you go right on the air. You go right to the top of the line. Call me up and tell me what the phone number is. <laughs> That's a new target demo. <laughs> Pick a number, any number. Tell us where you are and what our phone number is. Target demo, Sunday night.
I see they're on the ball on the weekends. <laughs> the only thing better would what be if he gave you? historical phone numbers that he had worked on. <laughs> right. Here's Sports Line's phone number yeah. from 1989. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my number for the Mac and Mac show on Sirius. My bad. 718-937. What? <laughs> What do those what do those old operators do? Like when you called a phone number in the 1950s, and the operator called up, and they sh- she put a plug in yes. the place where you needed it to go. Do you think he ever had a, did a show with a number who began with letters? It was like let me call it two one five J K six seven eight. And that's your sound check. Standing by for headlines, Mr. Andrew Bogish. And those headlines sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Sponsored by Progressive. That's a typo. Thanks for screwing me up. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. A two-hour rain delay. Give me the content, the thing I'm supposed to write about, and I will knock that out. Didn't stop. Intermite. Ami fans from packing their stadium last night to officially welcome Leo Messi to MLS. I would like to introduce to you your number 10, Inter Miami's number 10, America's number 10, the best number 10 in the world, Lionel Andres <laughs> Messi. Oh. Oh. Uh, somewhere Eli Manning is like, ouch, man. Yeah. I felt that. <laughs> The best number 10 that's ever lived. (laughs) Uh, Leo, of course, addressed the crowd last night in his native Spanish, leading to adventures in live translating. I'm very moved to be here in Miami and to be with you. (laughs) I am... I want to thank thank you for for all of you for my for you, on behalf of my family for the <laughs> kindness and the love and the, that you have given me. Jody has more confidence oh, in phone no. numbers than that, and oh, that no. that is the Apple Plus MLS oh, extravaganza broadcast. Oh, and I'm not saying that it's not hard, but there's got to be somebody better at listening <laughs> and translating than that guy. Where's Tony Piano? Maybe he could do it. <laughs> there is something that is charming about, in general, soccer's kind of like sloppiness is the wrong word, but they're not always so airtight in right. production yes. and execution. It, it it must stem from just having to wrangle so much international stuff, international broadcasts, international language barriers, international agents, international right. teams. So soccer always seems to kind of bleed out the sides in in terms of slickness. It doesn't usually do that so well. But, I mean, it's messy coming to the States. We've buried this on a Sunday night. We don't have a script. Can Messi just have a script to give the translator so the translator can follow along? Also, I can't really hear the translation over the audience. Yeah. I mean, and he's definitely guessing there. He's definitely on the fly wondering what Messi's going to say. I just said the Pete. It was years ago, I think, in New York City where... Uh, they had the sign language person was hired and didn't actually know sign language and faked it for quite a few press conferences <laughs> until they finally got caught. And I think they got, like, jail time. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. It was, like, something crazy. <laughs> Feels like that should have been packaged a little tighter. Yeah, and not on the show yet is the beginning of David Beckham's comments were not 
cleanly on the air either. So he's up there. Now, he was reading off his phone, his scripts. Oh, but nice. the first half of a four-minute spiel about how much he loves this and whatever is almost inaudible because, like, he's off mic, yet he's holding his mic to his mouth. It was not a good night. Also, it's Miami where things don't usually work properly anyway. Also, I just... I'm glad Messi's coming to the States. I think it's going to be awesome. But this kind of... You, this is the type of thing you would expect instead of some type of like highly packaged, slick rollout. Uh, Messi's first game, by the way, is scheduled to be Friday night. Soccer in Vegas. So things got real messy there. It's not funny. 37 minutes. I don't think Four we had more Mor- shows. I don't think we had Morty all of last week. Morty no. was on vacation. And we're 37 minutes into the first show. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he's been half naked and making... <laughs> Bad jokes. Uh, Mexico one nothing win over Panama to claim its ninth Panama! gold dun, dun, cup. Dun, 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 Panama, the Messi joke, the most in the history of the sport event. Panama, thank you. Uh, as DA's already mentioned, Shohei Otani hit his MLB leading thirty fourth homer last night, but it was too little, too late for his Angels. Three two, and that's cranked. And you can forget about that one. Into the right field seats. About 20 rows deep for Kyle Tucker. And the Astros get an insurance run. It's 9-7. to seven. <laughs> That's Robert Ford on Astros Radio. No, 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 that's John Sterling, who somehow found his way into the Astros booth and got hit by a foul ball on an Otani home run. Ow! Ow! The world traveler. Uh, Kyle Tucker, Houston's fifth homer of the night, allowing them to survive that Shohei long ball, 9-8. <laughs> Anaheim is now six games behind Houston for the last wild card spot. It's the Titans for DeAndre Hopkins, the free agent one that expected to soon sign a two-year deal with a base salary of $12 million for the coming season. D-Hop can earn three mil more through incentives, and the Jaguars have inked franchise tag tight end Evan Ingram to a three-year deal. It's reportedly worth 24 mil guaranteed. The NBA Summer League Final is now set. The Rockets outscore the Jazz 115-101 behind 25 from first-round pick Cam Whitmore. That came after the Cavs slipped past the Nets 102-99 in overtime. Houston and Cleveland are 5-0 and in Vegas. And Carlos Alcaraz dethroned Novak Djokovic, locking up the Wimbledon Trophy and throwing away the key in a five-set thriller. Took nearly five hours. Djokovic denied the calendar-year wow. Grand Slam and his fifth consecutive win at the All-England Club. Alcaraz, meanwhile, is the first man not named Djokovic, Federer, Nadal, or Murray to win Wimbledon since Leighton Hewitt in 2002. Bogus, serious question. Did everybody stay through that? That feels like a long time to ask fans to sit there. Uh, everybody stayed, yeah. <laughs> the question is... Imagine having nothing better to want to say. Five hours? It's, there's some NASCAR races that are that long. And I gotta I mean, think your people commitment are headed to out a, for Perkins at some point four hours in. That's your commitment to an NFL game on a Sunday afternoon. Five hours? No, it's not. It's three hours. No, between getting there and getting in and getting out. Yeah, now, but we're not even doing the getting there and getting out. You People are coming from an hour away. No, that's efficient there. In and out with that. It's a long time on a Sunday as people sit there and watch tennis. Do you think that fans that paid thousands of dollars for their seats and had an epic final at Wimbledon left early? Thousands of dollars? Beat the traffic. Yes. (laughs) Thousands of dollars for tickets to Wimbledon? Bogues, if you're 
center court or lower bowl at Wimbledon yeah. for, for the men's final that oh. includes a, maybe the greatest tennis player ever in Djokovic are playing we, in the final? Are we talking like a thousand pounds and whatever that translates to dollars? Well, it doesn't translate to four dollars. I would think right, five hundred bucks tops for a set. It's not a team. Sp- I'm not even trying to knock tennis. Is it Friday yet? No, but the the actual fair question in here is, for whatever reason, the women's doubles final was after the men's <laughs> match. The question is, who stayed for yeah, that yeah. bad oh, boy? Oh, okay. So you get that makes more sense, and you get multiple matches for that price. What do you think? What do you think? Fifty yard line seats of the Super Bowl cost. This is tennis's Super Bowl. The men's <laughs> final at Wimbledon. I understand that it's tennis' Super Bowl, but it's also not the Super Bowl. Well, if I'm not saying there's not tennis fans that aren't adoring for it, but that many that would drive up thousands of dollars worth of center court tickets. <laughs> if the, you're a tennis fan, and let's just say that there are 25 million tennis fans in the world. Let's just generally throw out that number. This is their Super Bowl. Men's final Wimbledon. And, and again, this is Tom Brady playing in the Super Bowl. You don't think that a few people might plunk down a thousand bucks for that? Now, here's where I'm going to admit I might be wrong. It generally feels like a rich person sport to go watch. Oh yeah. So maybe that plays more into it. But in terms of like, I'm not. I mean, clearly there was drama involved, entertainment involved. Man, bless your heart if you got thousands of dollars and you could sit there for five hours. I mean, that is. I mean, get to a pool, man. It's the summer. So the the cheapest... Like, those are the two decisions you'd have to make. As always. Either you attend the biggest sporting event of your life with a living legend or go to the pool. Right. One Sunday (laughs) out of 12 or 15 summer Sundays, get to the pool. You got to be at the pool. Yeah. Yeah. The cheapest ticket to get in is 300 US dollars, but there's only a handful of those. If you want to get super fancy for two grand a pop... You're in the center court sky view suites, ticket, four course meal, chauffeur, and Ooh. concierge service. That's if you can get those tickets. Yes. I mean, U.S. Open, what's what center court for the men's final? Now, U.S. Open has maybe double the capacity, so that changes the dynamic too. But yeah. I still. I mean, still, depends on who's playing, last minute get in price. But if Djokovic is playing, yeah. it's a grand. Yeah. And so Wimbledon, which is half the capacity. Right. And double the prestige. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and triple the 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 type of class of people that go to it. Right, or you can go swimming. Yeah, or just find a pool. Yeah, it's one of the two. When we come back here on the show, momentous Monday, DA CBS Sports Radio. Smiling like little Mo every morning. It's a momentous Monday. Every day can be a better day despite the challenge. All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it. It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance. I just say whatever cause there is no way you're bound it. I just think people should know that if you stay positive, everything will be fine. Just eat, drink, and breathe positive thoughts. That's all you got to do, and everything will be good. And little Mo was a young man that listened to this show for a number of years, and 
was always battling cancer in some way, shape, or form. At 13 years old, he finally succumbed to the disease a couple of summers ago, but not before he left behind an amazing legacy, of which we honor every single Monday here because he was such a light and was such a spirit. Well, Liam Hendricks got the 2023 Jimmy V Award of the ESPYs last week, and Hendricks has an incredible story of overcoming cancer himself. This past December, he was diagnosed with it. And so this offseason, he went through multiple rounds of chemotherapy for stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And amazingly, he battled throughout the offseason and got through it and actually started throwing again in April and returned to the White Sox on Memorial Day. And he had a really emotional speech to the SBs last week. But one of the things that I think is is very poignant is everything in life is short. Life, it's just trivial. Things are just trivial when you're going through something like this. And, you know, it's, it's simple, but it's powerful. Life, everything in life is short. Things just blow by. Timing and people growing older and kids growing up and your time with people and your time in certain situations. And so you can use that as a benefit, knowing that if things are really tough, things fly by, time flies by, things are short, but also to take advantage of every day that you have, every moment that you have. And it turns out that Liam Hendricks probably pitched all of 2022 with cancer and parts of 2021 and he made all-star games in both of those seasons. He's one of the best closers in baseball. So what a cool thing. What an amazing message that this guy was able to overcome stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and be able to come back and pitch six months later in Major League Baseball and know that he was battling through it even before he was diagnosed. Pretty powerful stuff. So Liam Hendricks, the subject of Momentous Monday today. And that's a pretty cool speech if you want to look it up on YouTube. His speech at the ESPYs from last week for the Jimmy V Award is certainly worth your time. All right, it is a Monday here on the DA, and it begins a countdown through the week of Mraz's final week here on the show. Mraz, it's it's Day one, hour number one. Any butterflies, nerves in the locker room right now? Number one. Stunningly not. No, I came in, everything felt normal, put together a cold open, sound check, and I was ready to go. Although I got to be honest, this weekend felt a little bit like because I was off last week, like you guys had started life without me and I was like parachuting in for one last week. Yes. And almost felt awkward texting you guys about like guest situations. I'm like, oh, this is weird. I don't know why. That was my natural, like, this is strange. Yeah, I think maybe because in your head you've already started to to move through this. Understandably so. You had a three-hour meeting about the new show. <laughs> now, I have to correct. It was about two and a half hours, but yes. Uh, yeah, no, there's been constant meetings and constant texts. You're know, working harder right now meeting-wise and organization-wise over there than you are over here. So it, you must <laughs> feel like... Yeah, I mean, I would argue I didn't work that hard last week at all. Uh, I actually enjoyed vacation for the first time. I, I wasn't until yesterday I even knew who won the Home Run Derby and All-Star game. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's an odd transition process. Plus, I mean, how, we've been crying for four weeks. I mean, it's... It's well, weird. There was, there were one tears, one, yeah, there was tears for one hour of one day. 
That was a month ago now, though. Exactly. It's been a long time. Nobody's been crying since then. Let's go. Get out. I mean, I don't know. Bridget texted me, said Pete was in tears Saturday in the shower. So, I don't yeah. know. But I just, no I agenda for the it's day. It's weird. I'm like, do they still want me to text them about the show this weekend? I guess I will. <laughs> what do you guys want? I got nobody, so let's find a guest. <laughs> I also, I heard that shot in the PGP last week. Mraz is even going to book guests. You know, oh, okay. All right. I'm not going to work this week. Okay. Well, are you? Ross Did you tomorrow. get a topic list? Did you get a guest on Zoom? Yeah. Yes. Is that the bar? Topic list and guest on Zoom. Well, it's not the bar. It's the job, I would argue. Ross Tucker, yeah. Joey Zanaboni. No, no, no. You're getting me this week. If you're getting me, you're getting me. Is that right? The good and the bad. Is that right? right? That's right. That's right. No no days off. I'm like Belichick. No, is that right? That's it. I came back the same way I always do for vacation, refreshed and ready. And then, okay, so Friday, your final show here with us. Monday, you're on the air over there. Next Monday? Yes. Wow. Yeah. See, but no butterflies for wrapping up things here, I think, but maybe butterflies for what you're beginning there. Opposite. More butterflies here to say goodbye really? to these listeners. I have zero butterflies about starting this show. Like, really? zero. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I don't know if that's bad. Maybe that's bad, but no, zero. I'm just... That's it. Turn on the microphone, Yankee stink, and away we go. <laughs> is that it? That feels like That's it. how easy it is over there? It feels like it. Okay. Hey, that's a good I think, bit. I think CBS Sports is a harder job. You have to know more about more. So you'll do less work over there, you think? Absolutely. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I would, too. When we come back, are the Raiders playing with fire? Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.